This is Sarah Jakes Roberts, and you are listening to the Woman Evolve podcast. You'll notice that the audio from this episode may sound a bit different, and that's because we experienced some technical difficulties, but I promise you we're going to get to the bottom of it. Until then, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. You'll be laughing, thinking, and being more direct. God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Ciao. Hey, child. How y'all doing? What is your life about? How you been? What have you been up to? Child, we late night podcasting. Can we talk about it? Can we talk about this late night podcasting? For those of you who are not joining us live and you are listening on iTunes or Spotify or however you get this podcast, we want you to know that generally we do the podcast in the middle of the day, but due to my crazy schedule and a few complaints about people being at work, I decided to try something a little bit different and see if we could go live in the evening time. And that is great for some of my Facebook co-hosts because a lot of them are tuning in. It is 1030 in St. Louis and yet Jaleesa King is up. She was about to go to sleep. Thank you for staying up, girl. (laughs) I promise not to take too much of your time with my petty shenanigans. Garyville, Louisiana stayed up for this late night podcast. Who else is in the building? Quincy Washington, Maggie is in the building. What's up? Listen, I totally, totally enjoy the Woman Evolve podcast. It is my time of the week to talk about all of the hot topics taking place in the news, to share my take and opinion, but to also hear from my co-host. And so it is really, really a special time for me. And now we are going to give one another a little bit of an update because what is some good girl talk without checking to see how one another is doing? Ciao. Can I tell y'all? See, so here's the thing. First of all, Orange Theory owes me some money. I get your Facebooks. I get your Instagram messages. I see that a lot of you have gone in and signed up to be a part of Orange Theory. And thank you for putting my name down as a referral. One of these days, I'm going to tell them to check the records, check the receipts. All right. I am out here giving Orange Theory plenty of business, but I have not been to Orange Theory. Ciao. Rundown. Ciao. I've been tied. Okay. And last week, my mom had surgery. So thank you guys for all of the prayers. But I wasn't at Orange Theory last week. And this week, I just, I don't know. And I was fat in Dallas. Okay, Rudy's chicken happened. I don't think there's anything I didn't eat while I was away. So I definitely need to get back on the train. I think that I work out as hard as I do when I do, because I know that there are going to be moments like this where I just sit around and eat French fries and look at my tummy and just say, yummy, yummy, yummy. What is your life about? I've been productive, though. Listen, I'm excited about Woman Evolve. The conference is coming together. I've got a great team. God has been good unto me. It was Easter. Come on, resurrection. Come on, heroes. Do we say Easter or we don't say Easter? Someone says, so glad to catch service at Mind Your Business Ministries in real time. It is a thing. Not sure if you're aware or not, but it is a thing. Mind Your Business Ministries. It happens. We have faithful membership. All right. Listen, so I appreciate I appreciate you all staying up so that we can um, do this Womni Evolve podcasting because I have stories that need to be shared. I have insights. I need you all to help me. Okay. Some of the saints are telling me it's a little too late for them. Listen, I love you. I understand. This may not be our new normal, but let me tell you this. I am committed to being consistent with my podcast. What I cannot guarantee is that I can do it at the same time each and every week. So my Facebook lives may be random. They may be a little earlier in the day. They may be a little bit in the evening. Basically, I may not come when you want me, but come Wednesday, I'll be there right on time because I'm going to make sure you get it on Wednesday as much as I can. Come on, child. Bless them. All right. Listen, the saints have been being petty for all week long. 
you're listening for the first time, Rescue Eve is a thing. It is a time when we take a moment and look at people who are making headlines for doing things that aren't so positive. And we like to rescue them because we recognize that Eve, the first woman, the mother of all living, made a poor decision. But who hasn't been there where they did something that they should not have done, but recognize in hindsight that it wasn't great? Just like we have rescued Eve with this perspective and mindset, my prayer is that we can rescue some of the people who we have seen in the news. And boy, have they been struggling. My very first rescue Eve, saints, ladies and gentlemen of Mind Your Business Ministry slash Woman Evolved Delegation. Listen, child, did y'all see Black China throw that baby stroller at the person at Six Flags? Hello, did anybody see that? Here's the thing. Okay, so here's the thing. You know, Sister Black China, she we we welcome everybody into the Woman Evolved Delegation Ministries. We don't judge, we don't cast stones, you know, and we just know that that sometimes, you know, ministry takes a long time to get deep down into the soul and things. And so we're all just joining arms and in prayer for Sister Black China as we just want nothing but the best for her and her life and her decisions. And one of the things that I've noticed is that um, she just seems um, she seems sick of the life that this is what I think happened. All right. Hold on. This is what I think happened. I think that the idea of being a celebrity is a notion that most people, especially in this generation, think is the ultimate level of success. But the reality is that sometimes with fame, there comes a lot of scrutiny, a lot of judgment and a lot of opinions. And that's why it's a word. I feel a word coming. Okay, and that is why we need to make sure that we can be known for something that we don't mind standing by. Because when you are known, it listen, anything you do for Christ, all right, it's going to last. Listen, because when we begin to get known for things like our body or our personality or attitude, it can be difficult because at the end of the day, it's not rooted in anything. I say all of that to say, Sister Black China is sick of the saints. She's sick of them looking at her kids. She's sick of them talking about her body. And yet she still gives them so, so much to work with. But I want to know... Can we rescue her? For those of you who are unaware and have not seen the video, she's at Six Flags. She's enjoying a time with her children. I believe that this actually fell on Resurrection Sunday. And while pushing the stroller, the baby was not in the stroller. She decided to resurrect the stroller and to try and throw it into someone's direction. We don't know the full story. We saw the video. But what we do know is this. There was something like the little the lady tried to touch her baby. The baby, the lady was all up in the baby's face. And she said, I'm a mother. I don't play that. And so, yeah, she she definitely lunged at a sister. We don't know. We're going to call her sister. We don't know because we don't know her name. And so she lunged at sister. We don't know. And people were thinking that she's extra and stuff. But here's the thing. Oh, when I had my baby, like when my baby was like a baby, baby. Oh, people in her face, people touching her like, listen, I know y'all want to pray. I know she's cute, but, you know, just back up a little bit. And, you know, if I was not rooted in the Lord and on a bad day, I could I don't think I would have thrown no stroller at anybody. But I want to know is can we can we can we rescue her? I'm going to the Facebook delegation. Chaz Dixon says, nope, she cannot be rescued. All right. Vanna Coleman says, can we rescue her in that stroller? Then you bring up an interesting point. Maybe it's not about Sister Black China, nor is it about Sister We Don't Know. Maybe we need to rescue the stroller. The stroller is sitting there minding this business. The stroller is saying to itself, self, I got these four wheels. I'm outside. The sun feels good. I'm tanning. And all of a sudden, the, the stroller need a neck brace. How? How do we get in this situation? Can we rescue the stroller? And also, can we rescue Sister Black China? I'm open. I want to hear. Someone says, I don't think I would have just thrown something at someone. She out of order. I know she out of order, child. I ain't trying to say she not out of order. I'm just saying, can she be rescued? Okay, so Sherry Germany says that she can have a life jacket, but needs prayer. A life jacket is a start. Because sometimes y'all don't even want to give people life jackets. 
We, they can get on the lifeboat. We can send a helicopter for them. Can we send a helicopter for the stroller and a life jacket for Sister Black China? Can anybody do that? I love it. Said, um, I'm not famous, but if you try to randomly touch my child, it will be a problem. Touch not my North. Doesn't send people and ba- and then it's you know like and then Black China is like famous and so like you know you just don't know what people trying to do to the baby. You've been kidnapped the baby. I watched a movie over the weekend. Y'all don't have time for this. But listen, I watched a movie over the weekend. Um, all for the love of money. All the money in the world. And it's about kidnapping somebody for some money. Okay. Andrea said, Black China can be rescued, but it's going to take a lot of oil. Oh, honey, all of the oil. But that's all right. His grace is sufficient. You know, I think that we could go. Of course, there are a lot of things about maybe her presentation and lifestyle that we do not necessarily agree with in our walk as believers. But I do think that someone who is interested in being a positive influence in her life that we have to first begin to meet her where she is. And that is to understand the pressure and scrutiny that she is constantly under, whether it's self-inflicted or not. Hello, this is Rescue Eve. Eve knew not to eat the fruit, but she ate it anyway. You know, I think that it's going to take some of us really understanding that, man, if your life was under a microscope and you, I think there's, you know, the possibility for insecurities there. You don't know how you would act. We need to rescue the baby, to be honest. Okay. We need to rescue the baby. How about that, Sans? Okay, so Tara Anderson said we all was there at one time. Maybe not that extreme, but we was at that. And Tara, and that's what I love about you because we need to, all of us, all of us, we need to remember that we, listen, child, we've been there. Like you, like you and never told nobody, don't try it, okay? Adore Courage says you cannot rescue someone until they're ready. And you're right. We just hypothetically rescuing people from week to week. We know that people have to be in a place where they really want to change. But our role up is another word. Adore, you've given me a word. Listen, our job is to not wait until someone is ready to be rescued for our heart to be ready to rescue them. Mm. We have to live in a constant, perpetual place of rescuing and empathy so that when someone is ready to be rescued, they have somewhere to go. So maybe she's not ready. We don't know. AJ Pitts wants to know, was it a jogger stroller? Because if so, rescue the stroller and send it to me. New mom looking for jogger stroller. AJ Pitts, I want you to send me a message. DM me on Instagram. I am going to hook you up with the jogger stroller. I'm going to send it to you on behalf of the Woman Evolved delegation. Amen. All right. We're going to make sure you get it, sis. All right. Now, make sure it's one I can afford. All right. Because of my coins. Listen now, child. All right. So... It seems like we are at minimum going to give her a life jacket. Sister Black China is going to have a delegation of women who say, listen, honey, we understand while other people may stay away and other people may cast stones. We here at the Woman Evolved delegation are ready whenever you are. I'm going to move on and take my win while I have it because I know some of the saints like to take it from me. Okay, so we're definitely rescuing Sister Black Time. Oh, child. Okay, listen, the next rescue. Oh, Lord Jesus. All right, Jesus, we need you here. Help my listeners to be in the spirit of rescue because I'm going out on a limb, Jesus. Jesus, Kendra Wilkinson posted these uh, videos crying about her and her husband's marriage coming to an end. And um, Sister Kendra... And her husband had been through a lot. I think her her husband's name is Hank Basket. I'm going to let Google confirm what I am saying so that the saints don't tell me that I had things wrong. Yes, that's right. So, yes, Kendra Wilkerson. Um, she posted this video. I get my news from the Shade Room because I don't have time for CNN or MSNBC or anything else that tells me that the world has come to an end. JK, kind of, kind of, a little bit. Okay, but here's the thing. Um... So I don't know what's going on with that marriage. I know there was some stuff in the marriage before. I'm an avid. Remember, mind your business ministries. I don't know the details. But what I do know is that some of the people were dragging her because she was tearfully expressing that she really wishes that she and her husband would like, you know, get back together. She's afraid. She has children. And, you know, even though they've had some ups and downs, because, you know, my man's was caught cheating, which, you know, who ain't been there, child? We all have. But I think it wasn't like 
with. Anyway, Google it. I don't have time for that. But here's the thing. I think that we need to rescue Kendra. It would be easy to say that she is a little off her rocker, which is what I saw when I saw some of the things um, in the comment section when we were talking, when I was looking at the story. Here's the thing. Okay. It was like people were like, it shouldn't be hard for her to see this marriage come to an end, considering all of the things that she has gone through. But here is the thing, honey, we be crying over spilt rotten milk all the time. Like you ain't never cried over no spilt rotten milk. Now, you know the way that I know that every now and then, just because it's something should be over, doesn't mean that it ends well and that it ends in a way where you can move on quickly. And so I would like to submit for consideration that that we consider rescuing her. Yes, it's a private moment. Yes, it shouldn't be handled publicly. But here we are now. She put it out there. And since it's out there, instead of us sitting back judging and asking her, how could she be so silly? But um, I think some of us have to say, child, we may not understand what you're feeling totally, but we have been there and we recognize that sometimes when spilled rotten milk, when rotten milk spills, come on, let me get my analogy together. When rotten milk spills, it hurts just as much as fresh milk spilling. Is that a word or is that a word? Hello? All right. Let's see what the Woman Evolved delegation is saying. Kai Love is that the milk is molded. It's time to throw it out. Where's the prayer team? We praying. We praying. That's all. Uh, EJ Richardson says she is not obligated to respond the way others would. Let her cry and let's rescue her. I would like to rescue her. Yes. Nakia says she really needs mental help. Honestly, let's rescue her mind so that the rest will follow. Yes, honey, because here's the thing. She's still got children looking at her. And when you have children looking at you, it's not so easy for you to walk away and to do so. First of all, you're walking away from an idea of your family and what you hoped your family would become, whether it had any potential of actually being there or not. It can be challenging. And so I think instead of us being so quick to be like, it should be easy, we should just be empathetic. Sounds like we're going to be able to rescue the saints. Yes. Denise says, I believe we should. Crystal Elizabeth says, I'd rescue her. It seems like even outside of her marriage, she has some real trauma. Yeah, I, th- I watched a little bit of their reality TV show before my life just kind of started going totally <laughs> crazy and busy. And man, I just think we we have to be willing to change this mindset that just because someone is on television, they have everything figured out. Because the reality is people can be getting checks. People can be famous, more famous than we realize, and they can still be broken on the inside. And just because they are known doesn't mean that they are bulletproof. And anytime we're in our comments or anytime we're handling someone's story publicly, I think we do have a responsibility to try and be as gentle as possible. That's all. That's all. Lori says everybody needs prayer. Yeah, Teresa Huggins says losing a family is like a death in the family. That's so true. Like, I mean, it is. It's the death of a dream. It's the death of an idea. So this is a word for anybody who's listening. And maybe you're grieving over a relationship that you know isn't healthy or over a relationship that you felt like you wanted to work, even though you knew that there were going to be a lot of obstacles to overcome. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to grieve over that idea of what you hope something would become while also recognizing that it's time to move on. So I think we send in the helicopter for her. Yes. Can we send the helicopter? Yes. It seems like my Facebook delegation are going to allow for a helicopter rescue. This does not happen often. I think we need a round of applause. (laughs) The whole family is effective for sure. That's what Cindy Pass is saying. And it's so, so true. So, man, all right, I'm winning because I think enough of us wanted to rescue Sister Black China. Enough of us wanted to rescue Sister Kendra. Listen, okay, <laughs> this is the one. This is my last one. I feel like I saved the, the best for last. Before I move on, Natalie says, why does she get a helicopter but Black China doesn't? That's a good question. Uh, the saints just wanted to give this, uh, Sister Black, Sister China, uh, a life jacket. 
We can send, I'm, I'm down for sending helicopters. I'm down. Somebody said send Air Force One. Certainly we could send Air Force One, Air Force Two. All right. Who's using Air Force Two? We should send Air Force One. We can, I'm, I'm waiting for it. I'm willing. You guys let me know. Charmaine Wright says, I don't condone her behavior, but people have boundaries and I personally don't want people touching my children. Rescue is necessary. I think that possibly, possibly we gave her a life jacket because it was violent and we are trying to be nonviolent, nonviolent around here. And to Miss April Westmoreland's point, Kendra does need it a little bit more urgently. You know, literally, you know, Sister Kendra did ask for us to rescue her. She said she's afraid. She doesn't know what she's going to do. She needs help. So, yes, we we want to send the Air Force One for her. And then, you know, Sister Black China didn't necessarily tell us that she was ready, but we do want to have our life jacket ready. That's all. That's all. That's all I'm saying. OK. All right. Yeah. Yolanda Roberts says Emily B needs to be rescued. You are so right. I, that's such a complicated story. And I I honestly chose to not put that one in because I just domestic violence is so serious and so personal. I certainly think that she needs to be rescued from that situation without a doubt. I think the whole point of Rescue Eve is about someone being dragged or someone being talked about badly. So it wouldn't necessarily be Emily B who would be rescuing. It would be fabulous. And I know that that can be a sensitive subject. That would be a rescue Adam for fabulous. And I think, you know what, just to do a brief one, I think ultimately that hurt people hurt people. And sometimes it takes the consequences of those actions to make you really seek the help that you need. But I hate, obviously, that uh, she was put in that situation. I hate that her children have access to social media and the videos. Her father really, her father really bossed up. I thought that was like something, you know, but um, let's just be in prayer because child, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, I, I don't, I know my woman evolved delegation well enough to know that they wasn't ready to rescue Fabulous. It's too soon. It's too early, you know, you know, but I do think in time, with recognition that there may be an opportunity for him to be rescued with recognition. But that ain't what I'm talking about. Y'all see how y'all got me all thrown off because it's late and I and I need to be focused. All right, here's the thing. I don't know if you all read the story. I'm, I'm going to pull it up so that I can quote it properly. But there was an incident that happened on Easter that I think I don't know if it should be rest. Listen, I don't know if it's Rescue Eve or Hail Mary. Who knows? But a mother in Arizona is in trouble after allegedly getting too overzealous and waking her son for Easter church service. According to Phoenix ABC, the mother was arrested after she used a stun gun to wake her son for Sunday service. Phoenix says 40-year-old Sharon Dobbins contacted, contact tased her teenage son on the leg in order to wake him. And you know what she told him? She said, get up, it's Jesus day. Can we, can, can y'all, can, hello? Can we rescue her at all? Um, she said that she did not use the stun gun on him just around him. And that he said he was gonna call the police, but he did, did I think he decided to not press charges. Um, so just right off that, Sinette says no rescue. She's trying to kill the child before he go to church. She said it's Resurrection Sunday. She said you better get up. She said if he were, if he got into that tomb three days ago, let's see what happens to you. But she said, my girl, listen, my girl said she did not actually hit him with the stun gun. She was just trying to wake him up. Have y'all ever tried to wake up a teenager? Sometimes. I'm not saying that they need stun guns, but I'm saying sometimes a stun gun around them. Sometimes you got to stun them awake. And I think that sis can, this is my sis. I don't know if you all are owning her, but I would like for her to be my sis. I think sis said, get on up, it's Jesus day. And she meant that down from the bottom of her soul. First of all, I done bought this suit. It's iron. I done got the girl's hair combed. I done got your haircut. You got to get up. All right. And so I just think that we should consider it possibly. Y'all let me know. Where, where are we at with this one? Can someone help me? If he would have died with the stun gun, Jesus would have sent a Lazarus resurrection to Arizona. And, and it wasn't. No, 
Okay, this, this is, Chantel says no, lock her up. She assaulted her own child. She said this. She said she didn't. It's his word against her word because she said that she didn't actually hit him. It was just around him. Rebecca, Rebecca says, we'll get her a life jacket. He should have gotten up. Re- Rebecca, I'm with it. Okay. He did call the police, but kids are paid. You ain't never tell you. I know y'all didn't get whoopings because your parents didn't believe in that. And I'm just saying, hypothetically, I didn't get whoopings either. But hypothetically, if I did get whoopings, you ain't never just think to yourself, I'm called the police. This is child abuse. I know it's child abuse. And in that moment, may have considered possibly calling the police, but also knew I need somewhere to live if I call the police. All I'm saying is this. She was being extra for sure. But um, I would like to know if we can rescue her. Kimberly says no rescue, no life jacket, no helicopter. All right. Uh, Lashanta says if we rescue the stroller in China, we need to rescue her. It's a word. Can we can we can we do that? Can anyone consider it? Okay, so it looks like Christy said he must have really needed to go to church, which possibly maybe that's what it is. All I know is that sometimes as a mother or as a parent in general, you have some ideas. You'd be trying to get your Cosby show parenting going. And every now and then you do something and you don't know until after the fact that maybe it was too far. Monique says, what in the world? She should have not done that at all. We need to rescue the child is a word. Rescue Adam. Can we rescue the little? First of all, let's rescue the little boy. You bring up an interesting point. I had it all wrong. Okay. I think that we should rescue the little boy. He said, listen, I'm tired. I love the Lord. I want to get up. I was just asleep. And I didn't even know that I was going to get stunned up like this. It's split down the middle. Some of us want to rescue and some of us don't. I think I'm going to take our life jacket. So the saints want me to rescue the custom pastor. And, and, and I, can't, I can't have no dealings with that. Okay, I can't. I can't have no dealings with that. I just want to rescue the son and the mother and possibly the stun gun for being used improperly. Certainly, okay, so we're sending a helicopter for the son. That's going to be our rescue, Adam. And we're going to send a life jacket for the mom. Okay, how about this? A lifeboat, okay? Not quite the helicopter, but not quite the life jacket. It's right there in the middle. That's who I would like to rescue those are our rescue eaves for this week. We had three of them. We're rescuing the stroller and Sister Black China. We're going to rescue Sister Kendra because we all know that just because spilt rotten milk spilled doesn't mean that you don't care and that you don't love it. And <laughs> I think we're rescuing this teenager boy who's overslept for Easter with a helicopter. We're sending a lifeboat for his mother who used the stun gun to wake him up. And we are just going to let the stun gun go to sleep. We're going to let it rest. Can we do that? Can we do that? I would like that. Okay, so beyond that, we have done our Rescue Eve segment. And now we're going to move on to Hail Mary. And Hail Mary is just an opportunity for us to acknowledge people who have been doing some incredible things in the news. For Hail Mary, we have... Three stories that I think are just worth us commending, giving a bit of a round of applause to. And my first Hail Mary is Stacey Dash. Listen, Stacey Dash did run out of the race. She was running for a political office. She has decided not to run. But you know what? I think that she should get a Hail Mary because she had the nerve to do it. Sometimes we have dreams and ideas about our life, but we don't actually step out on faith to pursue them. And I think that Stacey Dash did that. Now, whether or not she, you know, continues or wins isn't necessarily our call. It's not always about winning. Sometimes it's about effort. Can we consider just get, I mean, she stepped down. She must have sized up the situation because I think Mayor Asia Brown from Compton decided to enter the race and that could have been a bit intimidating. But can we give her a Hail Mary for trying? Come on, guys. I'm looking at the comments on Facebook Live. Some of the saints are not going with me. I think that it's something for us to really consider. Listen, Listen, you may not agree with everything she does, but can we give her a Hail Mary for at least trying? No. All right. The saints are... Okay. Thank you. Nakia says, I agree. I was very impressed at her courage and effort. I mean, that's a big deal. 
Obviously, she knows she can be a controversial personality. And so to step out and not allow the idea of how other people would receive her to keep her from pursuing something, I think that takes courage. And she decided to do it. So I want to just give a big ups to her, even though the Womney Ball delegation is threatening to leave the ministry. Toya says, no, she should be in the Rescue Eve section. And LaShunta says, no, nah. Sherry Anderson is not a pastor. She realized no one was going to vote for. But at least she tried. No. Can we at least give it up for her trying? Christy said we traded her for Justin Timberlake. Christy, I don't know if you got the memo, but I think we traded him back in because of Prince. I just, I just, I just want y'all to consider that. Okay, that's all right. All right. So I'm going to leave that one on the side because I couldn't get that. But I think Monique and Monica have both made news for sharing about their weight. Monique says for the first time in a long time, since she was like a teenager, she's under 200 pounds, which is a low for her. And Monica, I think, says that she's never weighed as much as she does now, which was like 140 pounds, which in my dreams, in my dreams am I 140 pounds. Actually, not even in my dreams, but somewhere Somewhere in the back corridor of my mind, I am 140 pounds. When I sit and eat Chick-fil-A, somewhere in my mind, I am. But that's not what we're talking about. I think, let me tell you why I think we should give them Hail Mary. Because when it, how many of us are posting our weight for millions of people to commend or judge? That, listen, y'all might see a lot of things from me. I don't see myself at this time, at least before their announcement, I didn't see myself ever posting my weight on social media. But when I saw that they were posting theirs, I thought to myself, well, child, why not? Maybe, maybe, maybe there will be a time in my life where I say this is how much I weigh for everyone to know. But I know that people like Mind Your Business Ministry and they don't want to know my business. They don't want to know how much I weigh. Okay. Natalie Janice said, I weigh enough. That's all you get. <laughs> That's how much I weigh. I weigh all of my business. Yes, I weigh all of my business pounds. There's nothing more than that. Deidre Johnson says, girl, I haven't seen 140 since I was 12. I don't know that I ever saw 100. The lowest I've ever been was 145 pounds. You don't need to know nothing beyond that. But what I will say is this, when I was 140 pounds, because I do think that at some point I had to go from from seven pounds as a baby to uh, to where I am now. And you see, how the, the enemy almost had me say it, but I don't have to say it. But anywho, what I'm saying is that when I was 140 pounds, I didn't even take a minute to notice it. I was so I took advantage of that. And now I know that if I am ever back down in those numbers again, that I will just recognize it. And I will just just acknowledge it in all of its ways. Listen, <laughs> Kay Nanette said, I weigh my options. Can we talk about things that we weigh? Maybe this needs to be a woman evolved hashtag when this episode is over. What do you weigh? I weigh all of my bills. I weigh all of my decisions. What else do you weigh? Saints, that's what we want to know. Ebony Mitchell says, when I weigh 140, I look like a racehorse. Ebony, are you short? When people tell me that, don't, here, new rule. When you post your weight, can you also post your height? Because some, I understand that 140 may be a lot for somebody five pounds or five feet tall. But when you five seven or five eight or five nine, it's a different 140. That's why we need to not be worried about the numbers. Because when we worry about the numbers, we find ourselves in these situations. <laughs> Hadidah says, I weigh God's grace and mercy. Yes, it's a word. It's a word. I like it. I weigh goodness and mercy following me all of the days of my mistakes. Come on, somebody. Let's see what everyone else is saying. Michelle said, I made it to 195 before my son. Now I'm working on getting back to that. Listen, honey, it's a struggle, but I am sending you prayers and, and love as you figured out. Yolanda Moore there's 2061 and I'm over my ideal weight, way over. Cause like, here's the thing. What is, you know what? I don't have an ideal weight anymore. That's what I'm telling myself. This is, this is the story I feed myself each and every day. I'm not trying to get to an ideal weight. I want to be a certain size. Okay. This is a certain size. That's all. Lori Henry says five, five, I weigh too much. 
Renee Henry says, I'm 221 and 5'3 plus size and alive. Come on alive. I'm here. All right. <laughs> Tarsha says, I weigh what I weigh. Mind your business ministries. Come on, somebody. Listen, this is the thing. You know, big ups. Hail Mary to Monique and Hail Mary to Monica, who have decided to share their weight and their journey. You know, I like to share my journey, but I don't necessarily share my weight. They inspired me to one day actually consider sharing my weight. I'm not there yet, but until then, I am sending them an applause for what they are sharing. And there are a lot of people in my comment section who are just throwing that number out there. And I want to send you a big ups as well. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm there yet. Yes. Sasha says the standard of height versus weight and what's considered overweight is stressful. It is stressful, stressful. And, you know, and the BMI thing is, I think it's from the pit of hell. I don't know where it came from. Can we send it back? I don't think it's I don't think it's good for any of us at all. But I would like to really consider, you know, as really just being healthy, knowing that you need to eat the right things, but not living under this constant pressure because I see plus size women out here killing it. And I see models who are, you know, maybe size zeros and twos out here killing it. Crystal Anderson says, Sarah, you're not even big though. And I want to send you an offering. You could also DM me so that I can make sure that you're taken care of. Here's the thing, Crystal. I don't really think that I am um, necessarily that visibly big. But when I step on the scale, the scale tells me something different. And what I think it is, I think I'm just packed down in there. You know what I mean? You know, it is solid, you know, as a rock. Come on, somebody. Glory. All right. It's it's not necessarily that I look big, but according to the BMI, I am obese. Okay, and I'm trying to be less obese and also still enjoy life. And that is the struggle that I'm currently in. So, yes, Monique and Monica, we're giving you a Hail Mary because we just appreciate you sharing your story. We, My thanks wouldn't allow me to rescue, I mean, to give Stacey Dash a Hail Mary for her effort, and that's okay. But I know for sure that we will unanimously agree about this next story, and that is about three school children who saved a man from trying to jump off a bridge over A10 in Waltham Cross, and they are set for national awards. For those of you who didn't hear the story, they refused to let go of a man who was trying to jump off a bridge and to commit suicide. These three brave school children have told how, have been telling how they grabbed a man trying to jump off a bridge and saved his life. The youngsters are Devante and Sammy and... There's another one. Oh, and Sean Young. So Devante and Sammy ran to hold on to the man sitting over the edge of an A-10 overpass with a rope around his neck while his friend Sean Young, while their friend Sean Young called for help. That is, man, That I know that their parents are so proud because can you just imagine them being in that situation and having the wisdom to actually do something about it? Yeah, I feel a word coming. Sometimes people find themselves in situations and when they find themselves in those situations, they can be so stunned about the situation, so shocked about the situation that they don't actually activate anything to change the situation. And instead of them witnessing a man jump to his suicide, they decided instead that they were going to change the course of his path and of his destiny. And I think that those young boys deserve a hell, Joseph. They definitely deserve it. Money Holmes says they definitely deserve Hail Marys. They did more than most grown people would do these days. That's so true. And it takes courage and fast thinking. I, there's no doubt in my mind that they're going to go on to be very, very successful. If you haven't heard this story, I definitely suggest that you guys, you know, just Google the three boys who ultimately stopped a suicide from a man who was jumping off of the bridge. Those are Hail Marys. We definitely want to keep Devontae, Sammy, and Sean lifted up in prayer and just confidence as they continue to receive awards and recognition. And for them to recognize that they have the power to change what's happening in front of them in more ways than one. This is not just a momentary thing, but something that can become their normal. The boys were 13, 14, and 12. So that's phenomenal. All right. Hail Joseph. Praise the Lord. We got through that. We got through Rescue Eve 
and we go through Hail Mary slash Joseph, and everybody still has their edges that I believe. I believe we also have our edges. I believe most of us are all still friends. And so I just want to move on to the advice section. And the advice section for the Woman Evolve podcast is when a woman slides into my DMs on Instagram and shares with me something that she would like everyone's insight and take on. And I love this portion because people are transparent, but they also receive advice from different perspectives of life due to my Facebook co-host, due to my Facebook co-host audiences joining me. So the first one says, why does it feel like I'm losing? Dear Sarah, thank you for using your platform as a way to speak to the brokenness in young women like myself. Without getting into too much unnecessary details, I had a child young with someone I thought I would always be with. The relationship was toxic and fine with emotional, and maybe she said full. There was a typo, but okay, it was toxic and full of emotional, mental, and physical abuse. My child's father ended up going to prison and I wanted so badly to move on. So by the time he came home, I wouldn't feel anything for him. Fast forward to him coming out the relationship, continued down a tumultuous cycle and him physically abusing me. He ended up back in prison. During his last incarceration, he started a relationship with his current girlfriend and they have since moved to another state and have this seemingly perfect life. Up until recently, I stopped letting him have his way with me so that I can move on. I've tried dating other guys and it always ends up going bad. How come he can move on and have a perfect life and I am stuck being a single mother? I struggle with trying to finish school and have a better life, but every time I look up, he's winning. I really chose this story because I think, uh, as my husband says in his book, Wholeness, the most important story that someone can tell themselves is the story that they tell themselves. And the story that a lot of people tell themselves in these moments is that we end up thinking that when a relationship ends, that that person moves on and has a happy, fulfilling life. One, that's not always the case. But secondly, even if that is the case, you have to be so content and fulfilled with your own life that you don't mind the success of someone else's, which sounds like to me that there are still some areas of forgiveness. And I think that there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not judging or trying to to persecute you for that. But there's some areas of forgiveness and brokenness that you really have to sort through. And one of the things that women end up regretting the most in relationships that end up taking a turn is that we think that we lost a time. We feel like we were silly for staying and that we should have made a better choice. And that is why I really just want you to know that there is wisdom, power, and purpose in that moment in your life. Even right now, as I'm reading your question, I'm looking at the comments from my Facebook Live co-host, and I see so many people who have been in your situation who may have not opened up had they not read your letter. You have to find a way. You have to pause the desire to be in a relationship, pause the desire to fix what's broken long enough to assess where the damage is. And in assessing where the damage is, I am betting that you will find out that the role that he played in your life had less to do with who he is and more to do with who you are. And as you recognize that there are some things within yourself that um, attracted or needed that relationship or, or it put a lot of pressure on that relationship to be something that it never could be, then you will begin to understand why it was never going to work. Oftentimes we make the idea of a relationship saving us or or helping us to have confidence, our savior, when in reality, no relationship is ever going to be able to save you from insecurities and self-esteem issues. Only God can do that. Only self-introspection and inspection can do that. And so I want you to consider taking a minute and stop looking to, to move on and to create this happy life, this image that exists in your head, and instead become the kind of woman who can live in that image. It's a word. We have this idea of a marriage and this idea of a relationship and this idea of what our life should be. But we don't recognize that in order for us to get to where we are, to that vision actually becoming our reality, there is self-work that needs to happen. 
Most of us think, I've been guilty of thinking it, that the only thing I need is man. My life is already together. I cook, I clean, and and I've got a good job, and I'm smart, and, and I'm loyal, and that's all I need to make the relationship work. Not recognizing that having authentic confidence, having a relationship with God, being able to communicate and assess your emotions, and not just survive, but to live out loud, helps you to become the kind of woman who maximizes the life that you're praying for. And so, I don't know, when I became a single mother, I was so glad that I had an opportunity to demonstrate for my children what health and wholeness look like. And of course, I had moments where I wanted to look behind me in my rear view and to see how things were going. But I had to make a decision that I couldn't focus on my future and the rear view at the same time. And any time that I was tempted to look at that situation and what's going on over there and how are things moving along, I had to challenge myself to say, how are you coming along? What is it? What is it in you that needs to check in on that situation and why? Check it. Listen, why is it that you want to see them suffer? Because the reality is if they were suffering and down and out on their luck, you would be probably a little bit glad about it. And that's not healthy because it means that you are only fulfilled when you witness someone else's demise, even if it seems like that person deserves it. My prayer for you is that you would be so whole and so content with your own life and your own journey that you don't even have time to wish that someone else falls or to wish that someone else's life falls apart. Instead, you focus on you. Child, you got that beautiful baby. You're a single mother warrior. My husband and I were just talking about how we have so much respect and admiration for single mothers. I was a single mother. He was raised by a single mother. And I just believe fully that single mothers are warriors and we have an opportunity to really teach something to our children that they may not know if we stay in toxic relationships. So you know what else is crazy? <laughs> Something that I did. You should read my book, Lost and Found, because I talk about all of the crazy things I did. What I would do when I would have those moments of bitterness and unforgiveness, I would pray for the person who I was bitter about. I would pray that God would bless them, that God would reveal to them areas in their life that need to be healed, and that he would help my heart to be in a place where I can move forward without needing that attachment. And you would be surprised, bitterness, unforgiveness, anger, torment cannot live in the presence of God. And so sometimes you have to drag your emotions in that moment into the presence of God. And that happens through prayer and transparency. But that's just my take on it. I want to hear what they're saying on Facebook Live. It seems like a lot of people are thinking that, you know, there's some good advice in some of the things that I said, but I also want to share with you what they think. Jessica Garcia says she has to forgive and prepare for what you pray for. They just says, glance at your rear view to remember where you came from, but don't stare too long or you'll crash whatever's up ahead. It's a word. I put my finger in the air because my girl is preaching. Jamie Always Smiling says, she said the key word, seemingly perfect. The new woman is likely experiencing the same stuff he has to offer hurt. Date yourself, sis, and you'll heal in the process. What she said is so true. Because it takes more than a blink of an eye for a person to change. Somebody said it. I don't know who said it. But somebody said that if you want to think of if you are ever tempted to change someone else, think about how hard it is for you to change. And you'll see what of an, what how much of an uphill battle you're up against just because someone has moved on and they're in a relationship with somebody who will, you know, maybe put up with some of their patterns and routines. Doesn't mean that it's a healthy relationship and it doesn't mean that it is a perfect relationship. Let's see, Cherry Anderson says, my dear, she needs to hear what you preach at our church. <laughs> World Change is international for the women's conference. It'll change her life forever. Man, maybe you should call up to World Changers <laughs> in Atlanta and see if they'll send you a video. But I do know for sure that Lost and Found will at least help you to see you're not the only one who's been stuck before. But most importantly, you're not the only one who can come out of it. That was my first question for advice. And the second one I wanted to share is about co-parenting. It says, I, first of all, love, love, love your podcast. Been telling all my friends and family about it. I drop into your DMs today because of an issue that I would like advice and or prayer for. So I was married only five months when my child's father asked for divorce. 
he was dating a woman months after he announced the divorce. The woman, the woman has kids, and that concerned me for the fact that I don't know how they were raised. My son is a year, so he can't really communicate. He's been doing things lately that have me alarmed, sticking his hands down his pants, trying to stick his hands down mine in a shower incident. I'm not comfortable writing. I have a feeling that either things are being done in front of him or the worst. We don't have a good relationship where we can talk to him. I want to file a report with CPS, but I think I should address with him before. His father doesn't watch over him the way that I do. He moves too fast and too trustworthy with people around his kids. Any advice on how I should proceed? I want to kick down the door and beat them all down, but I know that's not the way. It is not, but I can understand how you would get there because, sis, I am so sorry that you are experienced this. Man, there's, um, yeah, as a mother, there's just nothing that you will not do to protect your child. And that's why I think that, you know, I would call him and CPS on the same day. You know, because at the end of the day, our responsibility is to create an environment where there can be a healthy co-parenting relationship. But most importantly, the child is priority. And because the child is priority, you don't even want to suspect that something is going on and to not do something to call and, you know, local authorities. And you can tell them, much like you shared with me, here's the situation. We don't have the best relationship, but I'm noticing some things in my child and here are my concerns. And you can, I think you should call them both on the same day because obviously has he has rights. And if you think there needs to be a modification to those rights, you're going to have to do that legally. And you want to make sure that everything that you sense along the way has been reported. Lasagna Coulter says the child's best interest is most important. Cherie Germany says, yes, I would be making some phone calls. Definitely. Yeah. Supervised visits is something that Melissa said could be helpful. Yes. Call CPS is what Daniel Matthews says. Ebony Smith says file a report with CPS because if you don't and it can come out, you will be in trouble. I am a foster parent. Yeah, you don't want the idea of trying to keep the peace, put you in a situation where you didn't say something the moment that you that you knew. So I I think a mother's intuition is something that cannot be ignored. And so I want to encourage you, along with my fellow woman evolved delegation, <laughs> to make sure that you reach out to cover your child. And um, if you want to make some modifications to the visitation, that you do that in a legal way at the end of the day. You got to protect that baby and your child will thank you for that when it's all said and done. Those are my two advice columns and Rescue Eve and Hail Mary and Woman Evolve podcast is coming to an end. I have really enjoyed this episode, (laughs) even though we could not rescue everyone. I do believe that we at least stretched our opinions and perspectives enough to at least see things from another side. Before the episode closed, I like to give you a little snack. So, you know, I say it's a word. And sometimes when I'm preaching, I take a text and I have my points and my outlines and an altar call. And we like to call that a full meal. But I won't be doing all of that on the podcast. Instead, I got a snack. It's a snack, child. And here's my snack for you before you close your eyes if you're listening on Facebook Live or go about the rest of your day if you're listening on the podcast. And that is simply this. So lately, my husband and I, we've been very busy and, you know, we've got so many things going on with the church communities, with our family, with our own personal, um, you know, initiatives and own personal ministries and outreaches. And I think, you know, we started a lot, you know, like at the beginning of this year, you know, I knew that I wanted to have a cup. Um, the conference. I knew that I wanted to do the podcast. I knew that I wanted to start the clothing store. I had speaking engagements. I have six children and that didn't just start. That's always there. And sometimes it can be difficult when you're starting out new initiatives to balance everything. And in the process, you get tired. And one of the things, <coughs> one of the things that I've been noticing as I get tired is that I can be a little bit more direct now. Let me break it down for you. Most of the time before I say something, I find me some sugar. I take what I want to say. I sprinkle the sugar on the front. I flip that bad boy over. I sprinkle sugar on the back. I sprinkle it all on the sides. I roll it in sugar. Okay. It's like a, um, what's it? A churro, a churro. I, I usually churro up most of my words. It's just covered in cinnamon and sugar and everything nice. 
And the more tired and the more busy I get, I basically say exactly what I mean. So instead of like, would you please consider whenever you have an opportunity and the Lord lays it on your heart to do X, Y, Z, I've been kind of saying, all right, can you please get this done by the end of the day? And you know what? Like in the moment, it doesn't feel like I'm being rude, but I've had a few people tell me like, oh, you're tired. I can tell you're tired by the way you said that. And like on one hand, I feel like, man, I need a vacation. And on the other hand, I feel like, you know what? Maybe I don't need a vacation as much as I need to be able to say what needs to be done without it being a churro of words. What am I saying? I'm saying that a lot of us fall into this idea of we've got to say, be nice. I'm going to figure it out because I know it probably doesn't sound great right now. But listen, a lot of us fall into this idea of I just want to make sure it's nice and sweet and that it doesn't sound too aggressive or too direct. And in the process, things that could end up happening quickly end up taking a long time because we're waiting for people to receive it in a way that is going to be, you know, acceptable and it's going to be nice. And this is what I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to say, child. You have to trust that you are in relationship with people who understand your heart and don't need you to sugarcoat everything all of the time. I'm not saying be rude. I'm not saying be brutally honest. But what I'm saying is you don't have to keep proving yourself. You don't have to keep proving that you're a nice person and that you're a good person with every single thing that you do. Because sometimes things just need to get done. And when things just need to get done, you need to be surrounded by people who can understand like she's throwing the ball in my court and she needs for it to get done without her needing to give me a massage, take me out to lunch and make me feel good before getting it done and I don't know if that word is just for me or for or for someone else but what I want to say is this child you better be direct Kevin Hart had that video where he was like um say it with your chest that's my snack for this evening is say it with your chest I want you to say it with your chest and when you say it from your chest, you have to know that not only will there be strength from your chest but there will also be heart and love and compassion trust my heart. And you know what? I want people to be around me who are willing to say when it's too far, you know, like maybe I'm a little too direct one day. Maybe I actually am tired and I say it in a way that is not a reflection of my heart. I do want you to be open enough to say, you know, that kind of hurt my feelings when you said that. But I don't want to feel like I have to walk on eggshells in order to get this vision done. Because listen, baby, before we close it out for the week, this is what I want you to know. Your passion, your purpose, your relationship, your marriage is depending on you to bring all of yourself into the moment, every idea, every concept, and to do so unapologetically and to do so recognizing that it may disrupt the rhythm but only so that it can accelerate and excel and propel the vision so don't hold back your idea or sugarcoat your idea in such a way that it is not conveyed in the full power and force that is necessary baby you are a force and it is time for you to start acting like it and you can be a force and still be respectful and still be loving and still be christ-like and still be kind but get it done don't nobody have time don't nobody have time for you to be all offended because I asked you to do something that you told me you were willing to do. Mm. That's a word. We'll be asking people to do things that they've already committed to doing in such a way that we feel like at any point they may not do it. What I'm going to do is trust your word. When you tell me that you're going to do something, I'm going to trust that you're actually going to do it. And I'm going to trust that you can handle the pace and the rhythm in which I am moving in. And if you cannot handle that, I'm going to trust that you will also back away and make room for someone who can possibly handle that or that you would at least teach me in such a way that I recognize that what I'm asking isn't even realistic. But we got to have some communication. Be direct enough to tell me if what I'm asking isn't realistic. And I'm going to be direct enough to tell you what I need done. Say it with your chest. Amen. That is the mic being dropped on this late night podcast. Fargo Osu says, amen. Mutual trust and respect is a solid foundation. When you lay that foundation of respect, of trust. This is my heart. This is my vision. This is what I want to see happen. From there, I shouldn't have to present that every time we do something. I want that. I want whoever I'm working with to be secure enough that they know that that is our foundation. And now we must build. And in order for us to build, we need to be able to be direct. 
Angel says, becoming Christ-like is having an unoffendable heart. Angel, I am that right there. I'm going to be praying on that and taking that with me because that is true. Man, all of us want to be Christ-like in power and Christ-like in anointing, but being Christ-like is having an unoffendable heart. When is the last time you became so much like Christ that you didn't even allow offense to live in your heart, where you saw the good in people regardless of how it hit you in the chest because you recognize that your role as a Christian is to see people the way that he does. Angel, you spoke a word, child. That's the real snack. I'm going to leave it right there. Before I log out, you know how we do. We got to make sure we say a prayer and that we ask God to cover us because we have another very long week until the Woman Evolved podcast meets together. But just because we are not potting doesn't mean that we are not connected. So God, I thank you for the grace to continue to do this podcast and that each time we go live, there are people who are tuned in to connect and to understand, reflect and release. Thank you for allowing us this time to be together. God, you know, every need that exists in this room and on this podcast and in Facebook Live, and only you know how the current situations that we're in are going to pan out. And so, God, we're just asking that you would give us grace, wisdom, patience, and insight as we continue to live our life out loud and for your glory. May we all come to recognize the areas where we need growth, the areas where we must celebrate how far we've come and the future that is ahead of us and who we must become in order to lay hold of it. I thank you for every person who's listening May you continue to walk with them, protect them, and give them the courage necessary to be them. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you all, and we will see you next week. The Woman Evolve Party goes live in Denver, Colorado, July 13th through 14th. You do not want to miss this opportunity to connect, grow, be inspired, but most importantly, evolve. Visit womanevolve.com and learn more about how you can join us live.